welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. It's nice to be with you all. We are going to speak together today. Awesome. It's going to be really good. High fives. Timo Supremo. You're the star. I'm your backup. Yeah. Uh, So we are in our series called Like Jesus. And like I do every week, like I like to do, I want to take you back to our foundation scripture Hoping that this verse finds a home in your heart so that as you move through your life, as you move through your week, you keep this in your heart with you all the time. So if you remember, this verse is found in 1 John chapter 2, verses 5 and 6. And right now I'm reading from the New Living Translation and it says this. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. And here we go in verse 6. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Amen. I, I love that phrase. Yeah, it's so good. Living our lives as mm-hmm. Jesus did. So this is our series called Like Jesus. And we're talking about living our lives like Jesus did. And we're trying to bring in real life, your, your everyday life scenarios mm-hmm. and how things are going in your life and mm-hmm. what's taking place and and talking to you about them so that you, in those situations, can live your life like Jesus did. Mm -hmm. So today we're gonna talk about, like Jesus, a life of thanksgiving. Right. We're gonna talk about today. So good. Um, You guys see me playing with my hair? It's because Casey's telling me my hair is rubbing on my mic, so. If you see me playing with my hair, it's because I have phantom hair feelings and I can still feel them, even though there's nothing there. It's real life. It's good. Okay, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, a life of Thanksgiving. Like Jesus, a life of Thanksgiving is what we're going to talk about today. A couple days ago, we have a community center, like a community clubhouse clubhouse. where we live and there's a pool and a hot tub and and we had some friends over and we were in the pool and they were all in the pool and I went and sat in the hot tub and I was talking to a new um like family in our neighborhood Mm -hmm. uh, for a long time it was really great conversation like family like they're friends and family yeah Yeah. (laughs) family yeah family they were family and so uh one one of the girls she's got to be like in her early 30s um, has just moved over from Guadalajara, Mexico. Wow. And she's only been here three years. The other two guys, one was her husband, and then one was like the friend of the family. And the two guys had been friends their whole life and had grown up. One was in Surrey, one was in Vancouver. But this girl had just moved over from Guadalajara. And so I asked her, I said, how are you doing moving from Mexico to Canada? How are you finding it? You know, right. just trying to be polite and ask conversation kind right. of questions. And so she's like, oh yeah, I'm getting used to it. It's okay. Right. I said, what do you notice a big difference is? What do you, what's different for you from, from Mexico to Canada? And um, she said, well, you know, people here are not as loving, she said. They're wow. not as thankful. They're wow. just, they're busy, busy, busy. Go, yeah. go, go, she mm-hmm. said all the time. And I was like, wow, it's so true. And I've been thinking about Jesus and this great story we're going to look at about being thankful and thanksgiving. Um, I want to read to you from a second out of a passage of scripture. I'm going to use the New King James translation. Okay. I got English Standard. Okay. That's okay. You got ESV. I got okay. NK, New King James and New Living. So I want to read to you um, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and looking in verse 12 here. And this is, this is the Apostle Paul talking to the Corinthians. And 
I want to share this scripture with you because I believe this is how many of us in the 21st century live our lives right now. And it says this, the Apostle Paul is talking, he says, For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, Mm -hmm. are not wise. And I've been thinking about this a lot. So you chime in with it, whatever thoughts you have. But I've been thinking a lot about how in today's day and age, we spend a lot of time measuring ourselves by, by you or by somebody else we see on social media or our neighbors by what cars they drive, what boats they have parked in the driveway or where, where they go on holidays. We measure ourselves by those, selves, by those people and we compare ourselves against those people. And the Apostle Paul says here in the Word of God that it's not wise. Right. And what that actually does is when you begin to compare yourself to somebody else, you become unthankful and ungrateful for what you already have in your life currently. Oh, 100%. 100%. Okay, Mm -hmm. just making sure you were agreeing with that. We just become so distracted, and I don't want to take away from what you're going to say, but you become so distracted with everything externally, but almost becomes it becomes a form of idolatry to that and to yourself where you know, your capacity now isn't being used for the Lord and what He wants you to do. That's, that's right. just all you can think about and it becomes so consuming. It just totally renders us useless. Right, it's like the old expression, keeping up with the Joneses, right? right? Where you, you, you looked at your neighbors, you saw them. Mm-hmm. And this, this, I think keeping up with the Joneses came from the mm-hmm. 50s maybe? Right. It's been around for a long time. Way farther than social media ever existed, way back. Um, and back then people were dealing with it. And now even more, you know, we look at social media, we look at Instagram, we look at Facebook, we, we compare and we compare against each other. And the Bible says that it's unwise. And when, you, when I compare myself against you, when you compare yourself, what you think is my real life, you're not wise because that's not my real life. And beyond that, what happens is in your heart, you become unthankful, you become dissatisfied, you become angry, you become anxious mm-hmm. because you feel like everybody else has something that you don't have and you become angry and frustrated with right. it. And just to make this app, you know, applicable to girls, you know, because I can remember even at a young age dealing with this is comparing myself mm. to other girls. I was always like super short and like all my friends were taller than me or, you know, they had straight hair and I had curly hair and what happens, you know, just whatever. You just become so um, obsessed yeah. with what you're not. And, and here's the thing is what we're actually saying, girls, is that when we're comparing like that, what we're saying is, God, I'm not thankful for the way yeah. that you created me. I am not thankful for your creation. And, and just a word for you girls, that like you are created in the image of God. Everything about you is 100% by God's design. Yeah, and when we begin comparing ourselves, like wishing we were more like this or wishing we were more like that, you know, the truth is it wouldn't matter how we could we could have what somebody else has. Maybe that, you know, but then in the end, the comparison would still come in because then we wouldn't be happy with that. Yeah. God made you beautiful in his image. That's right. Exactly how he wanted us to be exactly how he wanted us to look for a reason for his plans and his purposes. And when we begin to accept and be thankful for the way that God created us, we're not thinking about ourselves anymore. We're just fully focused on the mission and the plan that God has for us. And that is totally just will set us free. If we could 
the thankfulness. And now I'm jumping ahead, I'm sure. No, no it's good. It's There's good. so much freedom yeah. in our thankfulness because it gets our eyes set on God and off of ourselves and the things that we shouldn't be looking at. Yeah, I mean, and you're, you're touching on something that I've been thinking about for the last mm. few days as well, and that is um, how much time most of us spend thinking about ourselves right. when reality what we should be thinking about is outward focused. Mm. Uh, how, how can I help you? What can I do for you? How mm. can I serve you? What does God want to say to you right now through me as opposed to my hair's not good enough, right. I'm not tall enough, I'm, mm. not, I'm not this enough, I'm not mm. that enough. You know, it's, it's being thankful with who God created you to be right. Being confident in that and then moving forward in that, you know? Amen. Uh, so, okay, talking about, like Jesus, a life of thankfulness. So, go with me in your Bibles to the book of John, and we're going to go to chapter 6, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation, and, and this, this account is in all four Gospels, and um, we're going to pick up here in verse 3. It says, Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him, and it was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, he asked, Where can we buy bread to feed all these people? And I love verse 6. It says he was testing Philip, for he already knew what he was going to do. Right. So in my mind, Jesus, when Jesus was talking to him, he was kind of like, Philip. Where are we going to get some bread to buy all these people? Sounds like, like Jesus. He's always testing our faith. Yeah. Where can we buy bread, Philip? What are right. we going to do? And, and so in verse 7, Philip replies, uh, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. The New King James says, even if we had 200 denarii, which um, a denarius was one day's wages. So wow. Philip was saying, even if we had 200 days worth of wage money, mm-hmm. We wouldn't have enough to, to buy the bread that we would need to feed all these people. He's like, I don't know what we're going to do, Jesus. Like, I don't know where we can go buy it. And I know we don't have the money to do it. In verse 8, it says, Then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up and he says this, um, There's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? Right. And I feel like this verse right here is important because so many times... Many of us look at the things in our life that God has given to us, that God has provided, that God has taken care of you with, and, and you say, well, like, like Simon Peter, you say, well, here's, here's five loaves and two fish, but what good is that going to do? Right. That's not nearly enough to take care of the needs that we have, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And like God is saying, I have provided this to you. I've given this to you. Why don't you give it to me and trust and see what I'll do with it right. instead of complaining? But many of us, and this comes back to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, where it says you're comparing yourself amongst yourselves and you are unwise because you're like, well, this is just not enough. And look at, look at, look at Bartholomew over there. He's got 20 fish and he's got more than enough. He's got 17 loaves of bread. He's good. We're comparing ourselves. And so, so many times, many of us here are like in verse 9, we say, but what good is it? What good? This is what I have, but what good is it with the problem that I'm facing in my life? Take a second in your life and pause and think about the areas of your life right now where, where God has provided for you, but your response was, this isn't enough. That's not going to meet Oops, my sorry. need. That's okay. I was going to say, I think we're all guilty on that account. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For mm-hmm. sure we are. For sure we are. Um, let's move ahead here. Then, so, verse 9, Simon Peter says, 
or Andrew, sorry, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up and said, we got these loaves and this bread, these fishes. Jesus says in verse 10, tell everybody to sit down. So they all sat down on the grassy slopes. These men alone numbered about 5,000. That's only the men. That's not the kids and the women as well. Then Jesus in verse 11 took the loaves and he gave thanks to God and distributed them to the people. And afterward, he did the same thing with the fish and they all ate as much as they wanted. Yeah, come on. So that word gave thanks here is the Greek word Eucharistio. Right. And what it means is to be grateful mm-hmm. and to give thanks um, and to be have full of gratitude is what it means. And so Jesus... Can see, I add to that? Yeah. Okay. Go. So if you actually... I just want to take that just another layer deeper because I, I love this word yeah. so much, Eucharistio. So if you, if you break that down, and, and perhaps when we do the editing after, we can put that word in the screen so that people can see. Uh, Eucharistio is from the word Eucharist, but then the word charis mm-hmm. is in there, which means grace, but it actually means thankful for God's good yeah. grace. And it's not just like, it's not just like, oh, and I'm thankful, mm-hmm. but it's the I've been thankful so much that I have a heart of thanksgiving yeah. for God's good yes. grace. That's right. You know, and it's it's just not a one-time thing. It's the practicing on this, and then I'm going to yeah. practice on that, and I'm going to practice on that. You know, have you ever thought like, wow, that person's really a, a thankful person, or that person's really a joyful person, or, you know, that person's a really forgiving person, yeah. you know? It's because they haven't just done that one time. They've done it so much that it actually becomes who right. they are. Yeah. And Jesus had practiced so much yeah. thanksgiving to his father. He knew what to do in that moment with what didn't look like was enough. And he was testing him, yeah. you know, and this isn't the first time. Like you need to go read in the gospels yeah. because it's like, seriously, this is happening yeah. again. Did you not see that Jesus did this before? And you're actually questioning and wondering if he can just multiply seven things and just make it so much more yeah. than enough. Like 5,000 people, you know, like do the math. It just, it doesn't add it's up. It's a lot of... Bro- but that, there's so much power, not in just the one-time thankfulness, yeah. but in that, you know, that spirit, that heart of thanksgiving yes. of God's good grace, because I understand who God is. I understand that he's my father. He gave me this. This is what he gave me, and I'm going to lift it up to heaven today and say, thank you, Father, and watch him do what only he can do. And that's not just add to it, church. It's multiply it. God wants to multiply what is in your hand today. <laughs> I have more to you say. Go, you go. You go. I'm going to pause. Um, you know, talking about, like, just moving on from what you're talking about, um, the, the Hebrews, the devout Jews mm-hmm. in Jesus' time, they practiced something called the 18 benedictions. Okay. And so what they would do is, and benediction uh, comes from the, the first part, bene means good, mm-hmm. and diction means word. So it's a good word. And so what these Jews would do, these devout Jews, 18 times in the, in the morning and at lunch and at night, they would, they would recite 18 things that they were thankful for. So good. Because they believed mm-hmm. that they could train their heart to mm-hmm. be thankful. So yeah. the first thing in the Come morning, on. they would get up and they would thank God for 18 things. And at lunchtime, they would thank God for 18 things. And yes. at nighttime, before they went to bed, they would thank God for 18 more things yes. because they were training their heart yes. to be thankful. So you know that Jesus would have grown up in that culture understanding the importance 
importance of a thankful heart. Even when things don't right. look like they're enough, you still thank God for them. Well, and just even thinking, let's like think about the opposite. So you can just see that thanksgiving attracts the grace of God. Yes. It attracts the multiplication. Yes. We begin to step into a greater a place of our holy inheritance yeah. as children of God in that place of thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, but think about the opposite. So like even 18 benedictions. Okay, so 18 thanksgivings, you know, helps create a yeah. spirit of thanksgiving. What about 18 complainings, you know? Yeah. And it's like they say it, it takes more, you know, it's, I think it's, at, well, anyway, I was going to talk about frowning versus, yeah. or, you know, versus smiling, yeah. you know? Um, it's like 10 to 1 ratio. Like, uh, like you have to say 10 good things for every negative thing right. to, to erase it. Right. And I think, when, you know, even back to girls, one of the good places to practice is being thankful for the way God made you, you know? And so if Thanksgiving attracts heaven, what does complaining attract? Not only you want to say that out loud, you just think about that for a moment. And, mm. you know, this isn't condemnation time. This is like holy alignment, reset time yeah. of if I don't see God's good grace effectively working in my life, um, then like the scripture says, consider your ways. Then I need to consider my ways when I don't see the power of heaven, the power yeah. of the kingdom working in my life, Perhaps I need to pause for a moment today, hear the word from heaven and say, am I being thankful? Is, is, is open doors in my life? Is freedom in my life? Is grace of God in my life yeah. as simple as me becoming more thankful? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, th I, think, I, th I think you should take stock of your life. As Pastor Jenny is speaking right mm -hmm. now, I think you should take stock of your life and ask mm -hmm. yourself questions like, am I a thankful person? When is the last time I said I was thankful for something? Right. When is the last time I paused mm -hmm. and said, God, thank you for, God, thank you for opening that door. God, thank you for, for, for opening this door for the job. God, thank you for working in my marriage. God, thank you for, for working in my kids. God, thank you that I was sick and now I'm healed. God, thank you. I didn't have any food in my cupboards. And somehow I, I do now. God, thank you. We need to train ourselves, and that's what the Jews in this time were doing. They were training their hearts to be thankful. Right. God is never going to have us in a place where we have more than enough without him. It's, it's just never going to happen. Mm. God is always going to see that he is pushing us into a place of trusting Dependence. him more, yeah. of leaning on him more, of depending on him more, of having faith in him even more because it's when we, and we're going to maybe look at that after, but it's when we come to the end of ourselves and we acknowledge, as Jesus acknowledged and gave thanks, what he was saying was, this isn't enough. Yeah. This isn't enough. And because I love these people so much that I'm looking out on the field, you know, and that didn't even include the children, you yeah. know, we could add, you know, we could multiply yeah. 5,000, you know, yeah. just times up by, you know, they didn't just have two people in their family, but, you know, we're talking thousands upon thousands right. of people. There's a lot of people But there. because I love them so much, I have compassion on these mm. people, and because I know that you are a God of compassion, yeah. I am going to lift this up. I'm going to lean into you today, Father. This doesn't look like enough, but I'm going to give thanks to you and watch you once again what only you can do, and yeah. that is cause a miracle to happen because he is our provider. I don't care what this season looks like. I don't care that this season doesn't, you know, that you're going through your day-to-day -day life, you know, and it doesn't look like enough because I know that God has given you everything yes. that you have need of. 
to watch God do what only he can do. Here's another thing to think about. You know, if, if, God, if, if everything's just provided for us, where are the testimonies of the goodness right. of God going to come right. by? Yeah. Then we're going to just say, well, this was from the power of my hand, and that yeah. was the power of my hand, and then it's praise my holy name. No, not praise our holy name. Praise his holy name and know that when what you have in your house today, maybe you need healing in your body, doesn't feel like you have enough wholeness and healing in your body, then lean into the Lord yeah. once again today. Trust him and say, Father, it might or I feel like I don't have enough. I feel like there's not enough money in my bank account. I feel like there's not enough good relationships happening in my life. I feel like there's not enough food in my cupboard, but I'm going to lift up and That's be right. thankful for what I do have. That's right. And watch you, Father, once again, do what only you can do. We're living in that season. We all have yeah. something that we could say doesn't look like enough. You know, you might not even have a fish in a loaf. You know, and I've shared this with, you know, Anyone that knows me, I've talked about even just having a crumb and a scale. You might just feel in this season that you just have a crumb and a scale. It doesn't matter. The same principles apply, and yeah. you're going to have an even greater testimony of how he provides when we give thanks to God. I believe as a church we're going to step into a spirit and heart of thanksgiving like never before. I get excited about this stuff. Well, you stole all my Does points. <laughs> Man, you no. made all the points I was going to make. <laughs> you just keep going. It's good. We'll say it different. No, no. This is just one of my favorite yeah. things to talk about. This was great. And, and the point was that regardless of what you have, if it's not enough, see, Jesus in the natural, it wasn't enough what they needed. Right. right? It wasn't enough. You could look at it and say, this is not enough to meet the need. But what Jesus did was he lifted it to heaven, like you said, and gave thanks. And I encourage you today, wherever yeah. you find yourself, like Pastor Jenny was saying, whatever you got going on, Whatever is happening in your life, lift it to God and give yes. thanks for it. Like she said, it could be yes. like a crumb and a scale. Yes. Lift those to God yes. in true thanksgiving with a thankful heart. Yes. See, Jesus was truly thankful. He was, he was full of gratitude and being grateful for what he had right. regardless that it wasn't enough because he knew. And then again, this goes back to our conversation last week about having a foundation in your relationship with your father, God, and knowing who he is to you. And so right. Jesus came to him and said, I know who my father is, yeah. and I know that he will come through. And so I'm going to lift yes. this to him and be thankful for it and watch him move in your life. Yes. Come on, church. Get ready. I just want to share. I've been reading this um, great book by a pastor in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. His name is Ken Shigematsu pastors what's called 10th church down in Vancouver. And this book is called Survival Guide for the Soul. And so I want to good. read to you a part out of here. He has a chapter on gratitude that he talks about. And I just want to read to you about a study that was done on being thankful. So give me a second just to read this to you. This is from the chapter called Gratitude. And it talks about, um, right here it says, there was a psychologist who teaches at Harvard, um, suggests that we can train our brains to become more grateful by setting aside just five minutes a day by gratitude, by practicing gratitude. Wow. He cites a one-week study in which people were asked to take five minutes, of the day, uh, five minutes a day at the same time every day mm -hmm. to write down only three things that they were thankful for. Just three. They didn't have to be big things, but they had to be concrete and specific things mm -hmm. like, I'm thankful for the Thai takeout that I had last night. Right. I'm thankful my daughter gave me a hug. I'm thankful that my boss complimented my work. These participants simply expressed uh, thanks 
First, three specific things at the same time every day. Now, here's what they found. At the end of one month, so they did this for one week. They only did it for one week. Three things they were thankful for, one week. Now, at the end of one month, the researchers followed up and found that those who had practiced gratitude, including those who had stopped the exercise after one week, were happier and less depressed. Wow. After three months, the participants who had, had been part of the one-week experiment were still more joyful and content. Incredibly, after the six-month mark, they were still happier, less anxious, and less, less depressed. Wow. The researchers hypothesized that the simple practice of writing down three Thanksgiving a day over the course of a week primed the participants' minds to search for wow. the good in their lives. Prime? Primed. Wow. It primed their minds primed. to look for the good things in their life and to be thankful for. Just like the Jews did the 18 benedictions, mm -hmm. they were priming their heart, they were training their heart to be thankful. We need to be people that are thankful to God for all that he's done, all that he's doing, and all that he's continuing to do. It may not seem like it's enough, but in God and through God, all those things that aren't enough will become enough. We need to live a life where we are thanking him consistently for all he is doing. Train your heart. Uh, listen, I, I am practicing this right now. I, I've got a note on my phone, and I encourage you to do the same thing. I encourage you to do this and see what begins to happen inside of you. On my phone, i got a notepad, and every, every morning I get up at the same time, and I write down things that I'm thankful for from the previous 24 hours. And I'm seeing what's happening. And I will tell you this. I am noticing in me that as I go through my day, I am becoming more aware of being thankful and more aware of giving thanks to God. God. What are you smiling? I'm just at? having a cheeky thought right now, and I don't want to. <laughs> but you writing down that you're thankful for me. <laughs> I do write down that I'm thankful. I write one thing I'm thankful about can for you. Can you see that cheeky look on my face? I can see that smirk on your face. <laughs> uh, we need to practice lives of thanksgiving, like yes. Jesus in the midst. Listen, could you imagine being there with probably close to ten thousand people? Right and not enough food. And Jesus says, I got these five loaves and these two fish. And, and the Bible says that he lifted the bread and gave thanks for it. And then he lifted the fish and gave thanks for it. And God multiplied them Jesus both. Jesus was not even worried about it because he knew yes. who his father was and he knew how to operate in the principles of the kingdom. You That's know, right. as children of God, God's trying to take us deeper, even young people, to understand the principles of the kingdom of God and how things operated. These are keys for successful living. You yeah. know, God told me this last night and then just, you were talking about joy and I just feel that to say this and I, I feel like it's for many, for a few people here is that God wants to multiply your joy. Yeah. Some of you watching this today, but you know, I, I, you know, you're saying, I don't feel like I have enough joy. I wish I had more joy. I wish I had more joy. And you know, one of the keys that we can use is out of the scripture, it talks about rejoice with those who mm, rejoice. Yeah. Take every opportunity you can to rejoice with those who rejoice yeah. and watch God multiply that joy, which will become your strength. We know that the joy of the Lord is That's our right. strength and multiply it in our lives. You yeah. know, I can remember even on our Hope Today, there's that song in verse trying to find the lyrics, watch what he will do, watch <laughs> what he will do. And then in the bridge, it says, get ready for yeah. the miracles, get ready for the joy, get ready for revival because it is coming. Yeah. You know what revival looks like, church? It looks like Thanksgiving. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It, it opens your heart totally up. Totally does. Your, when you open your heart up mm -hmm. in Thanksgiving, it begins to uh, yes. open your eyes to see that all God is doing where before your eyes were blinded and you couldn't see what was mm -hmm. happening. When your eyes are open to the truth yes. of all that God is doing, you can begin to walk in the fullness mm -hmm. and be like, I can trust God for this. I can trust God for that. Come Watch on. a move. It's good. Live a life. Fire it up. Yeah. Yeah. Live Jesus. a <laughs> live a life of thanksgiving thanks so much for joining us today we hope you are drawing closer to jesus and that his spirit his love and his life are filling you right now if you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at hope city head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more and if you liked what you heard head over to itunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too and oh one more thing before we go we just want to remind you that you were made for hope